Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 217. Have you ever wanted a fresh start, maybe a mulligan on life, or an experience with a relationship at work? This episode is all about that. It's a healing practice that you can use to clean and clear your slate and those around you. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Raylan Sandin. Raylan, welcome. Thank you for having me, Heather. I'm so excited about today's topic. I know it's going to be new to some people, but others will have heard of it, and that is Ho'oponopono. And I know that when I share that with other people, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> but it actually is, it's, a, it's an old Hawaiian ancient, we're going to get into that. But before we get started with Ho'oponopono, I want to kind of talk about what even drove me down this route and then connecting with you to want to share this with my audience. Awesome. So uh, I'm very intuitive. I listen to the nudges or, or kind of, you know, when I'm like, oh, maybe you should watch Emotion 2.0 on Amazon, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, it was a Monday afternoon. I'd watched Emotion 2.0 several times before, but if you haven't watched it, number one, go watch Emotion 2.0. Yes. Number two, at the end of the episode, and again, I've seen this many times, but it didn't pop out to me like it did this day specifically, but at the end of it, they talk about Ho'oponopono, the four easy steps, and then I just deep dive. I was Googling it and YouTubing it. I got some books on it. I started an online course. And then I was like, man, I've got to find somebody who's much more of an expert in this. And I've got to bring it to my audience. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff, right? Yes. So before we even dive in, give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? All right. Well, I am, I'm from Denver. So you know, kudos. I know you're, you're located there too. That's where I'm from. That's my hometown. Um, but I live currently in a suburb of Arizona, Mesa, just outside of it's, we're called the East Valley. Um, so just outside of Phoenix by uh, probably 20 minutes or so. Um, beautiful place. The weather is great here today. Kind of sunny, little chilly for us. Um, and I work with, gosh, I have my fingers in a lot of different things, to be honest, Tether. But I, I work with energy. I am Reiki master um, teacher certified. I am a Ho'oponopono um, certified practitioner. I am 
learning and going through quantum healing as well and being certified in that. I'm a certified emotion code practitioner. So all that to say is really just diving into um, a lot of healing energy because of my own background um, through my childhood. I had a childhood of neglect, trauma, and, you know, other issues and things. And so my life, and I believe it's the life of all of us, became a lifelong quest of healing. It's a journey of healing that each of us is on. Um, And so it brought me to working with energy and really was a quest for me to help me understand myself and to release a lot of the things that were that I was carrying and holding on to. So, and that's what I love most is that uh, going through your own life experiences and on your own healing journey. I think, I mean, that's where I've gotten to where I'm at today, but it's also taken it to another level of, Oh my gosh, I'm becoming aware of these things and I'm feeling healing and, and peace and joy and abundance. How do I share that with others? And so Let's, let's even just begin. What is Ho'oponopono? All right. So, and I love that you said that because, you know, so for us so many times when we're on our quest to discover ourselves and, and heal and release things, we are brought into the fold of service and passing that baton on to other people. So what's beautiful about Ho'oponopono, again, like you said, like you mentioned, it's an ancient uh, ritual, Hawaiian ritual uh, of reconciliation and reconnection, bringing the um, individuals of the community back into the collective fold, right? So that the the overall um, collective community, the village, you know, of that time, and of the tribe are operating at um, optimal and balanced levels, meaning that each individual is contributing to the benefit of the whole, which is where our American society, our American culture has really dropped the ball and is really being shortchanged in that area. Um, We, you know, have that collective opinion of, we've been brought up in the, in the um, mentality of, you know, fierce independence, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? We've, you and I have talked offline about the force, drive, push, ambition, you know, heavy masculine um, push energy of our society. Well, Ho'oponopono <clears throat> brings us back into alignment with the, with the truth that we are all connected right. and that as we are all connected, we know the saying that we're only as strong as our weakest link. So that's the principle of Ho'oponopono is it restores that, that weakness, that area that needs to be tended to. It restores it, not only restores it, but it brings it back into the fold. The, um, the collective, energy of provision for each other and um, looking to and and loving and um, serving each other. And so it's a beautiful ritual, but also a a very real 
energetic flow, place of flow to be in. Okay. So I don't mean to sound woo woo, but we all know and understand that energy follows intention. Whatever we think on, whatever we focus upon, our energy naturally flows that direction, right? So if I wake up <clears throat> on a given day and before I get out of bed or even as I'm getting out of bed and going about my morning routine, if I am saying to myself, oh man, this day sucks, you know, I'm focusing on maybe uh, my, my physical body is kind of sore or I don't want to go into work that day. I hate my coworkers. I can't stand my job. You know, I'm griping about this, that, and the other, right? My energy, my mood, my attitude, everything is going to flow in that direction. And so as I'm getting ready to leave and I'm in my car, traffic sucks, Everybody's getting in front of me. I'm honking my horn. Road rage happens, you know. People are cutting me off. I have the belief that it's that it's my road. I, hey, I need to get somewhere. Inevitably, you probably encounter red lights rather than green lights, you know. And everything in the flow of your day then becomes a focused energy of producing more of those same results, the results of life sucks. I can't stand this. I'm, you know, I'm embittered. I'm whatever. Right. So with our intention, then what Ho'oponopono does is it brings us back to this, the moment that we're in, excuse me, to recognize and realign, ground ourselves, center ourselves in the acceptance of what's happening in the moment, apologizing for what's happening in the moment, and it's always within us, right? And our reactions to it, our thoughts about what's going on, our beliefs about what's going on, the stories that we're making up about what's going on, apologizing to that, asking for forgiveness for where we're concentrating our energy of scarcity and lack and disruption, chaos and dis-ease, and then making amends to that and sending love energy to that. So it brings us back into a connected alignment in and of ourselves and in the energy of recognizing and realizing that love happens, sorry, life happens for us not to us. So it takes us out of our victim mentality, brings us back into awareness and connection with ourselves, what's happening in here. But also it's a great way of recognizing and connecting with what's happening outside of us as well, with other people, with the nature of our day. So we're going about our day, traffic is seems to be impeding us, but then with this awareness, we understand, well, if tra traffic is impeding us, then there is a reason for it. I'm being protected from something. Perhaps if I was 10 minutes down the road, that accident that just happened would have involved me or gives me an opportunity then in witnessing that accident to 
share and send this healing, loving energy toward the individuals involved. And then as we begin to focus our energy on this practice, it shifts us. Again, our energy flows where our attention goes, right? And it changes our mood. It changes our perception. It changes our understanding and our awareness of our inner world and the world outside of us. It's beautiful. So I want to backtrack a little bit for somebody who is brand new to this. They might be like, what? What did she just say? And so I I took a few notes. And number one is whether it's Western civilization or, or kind of where the human conditioning is at today, we all believe that we are separate. It's me versus you. The truth is it's me and you that we are all one. We are all one ocean. We are all one drop of water, part of the bigger ocean. Yes. We are not 7 billion oceans. Right. 100%. And we're all created from that same energy and space of love. Yes. 100%. Yes. And so on that note, to talk about energy and whatever as woo-woo, as we actually talked about before I started recording None of this is woo-woo. Like, this is the truth. And so, as Kyle Cease says, and I believe it was his interview with Ed Milet, that all the other conditioning and the BS that we're used to, that's the woo-woo. Exactly. And so, it's, it's, it's more like remembering and stepping back into, oh, I am coming from place of love. And so, from there is what, here's my understanding of Ho'oponopono. It's literally, and whether you understand it or not, everything that's happening in your life that you step back and take a hundred percent responsibility. Yes. So I'm taking responsibility for that guy flipping me off, or I'm taking responsibility for literally everything. Even if you don't understand it, you're just taking responsibility because somewhere, whether consciously or subconsciously, your thoughts, emotions, beliefs created what you're experiencing. Yes. You know, so we think of it in terms of we are all mirrors of one another, right? And so if there is a disruption coming up in my life, in my world, um, I have a, I'll give you an example. I have a, there's an ongoing issue with the people who live above us um, and they're extremely noisy and disruptive during the hours that most normal people sleep. Okay. And we understand and know that, you know, there's rules when you live in buildings where there's multiple people and there's times of quiet and all of that stuff. So it's kind of been an ongoing thing. So it's been interesting to me um, to, I, I haven't fully tuned in as to, what it is or why it's happening, but I continue to send this energy to it. And whether or not I get a full revelation of what's going on right now and why that's showing up um, is immaterial. I'm just being led and called to do that. Within the ancient practice, here's how they used to, um, and here's what they would do. There was a, um, there's a member of their village of their tribe called the Kahuna. And that was, think of it in modern terms now as the shaman of the village. The, the, the go-to was the counselor, the mediator, the judge, the um, doctor, you know, um, the mentor, etc. of the entire village, the gifted one. 
And if there was an upset within the village, say um, two family members were fighting with one another, it was the kuhuna's responsibility. And um, they took it very seriously to bring the entire village together collectively. So they would give every single member of the village an opportunity to speak on the matter that involved those two individuals, right? Knowing and understanding that the energy that was happening between those two individuals was impacting and affecting everyone else around. So like you said, that's where the, the very real reality is that we are all connected. What happens to you, Heather, impacts me. What has led the two of us together, the fact that you watched Emotion 2.0 several times before, and then you made your post on Facebook, and then I, it was brought to my awareness. I saw the post, and I chimed in and gave my information, my two cents, whatever, would have you, and then brought us together in this moment of time. That you sitting down watching television that day impacted me energetically. And so there is no innocent activity that we're involved in that doesn't have an energetic um, reference point in other people's lives. So the kahuna would bring the village together. Every single person would weigh in on the situation, give their perspective, give their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions about it, etc. And full voice to it. Then they were led through the process, the ceremonial process of the four statements. And they can be done in any, any um, order, but people typically know it as, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. And every single person had to be led through those four statements in this process, right? And it took however long it took until the kahuna was satisfied that the matter was resolved. Now, allowing four human beings to be who they are would give the opportunity of three opportunities to share the same upset if needed. If it continued to occur and people weren't cleaning, it's the process of the four statements is called cleaning or clearing on the situation. If it was continuing to show up, three opportunities to bring everybody collective together and, and, and do this ceremony together. After the third one, if it continued to come up again, the, the individual could no longer come to the kahuna, the council, and bring this up again. And it was, the matter was done. It was over with. And it was that individual's issue. Very rarely was it ever gone through that three, you know, repetitive process because everybody understood it was their conditioning, but they also understood the ramifications and the um, impact that any, any grief or upset or turmoil or, you know, disrepair of a relationship brings upon the collective whole because they understood the fact that we're all together. We're all one. 
Well, it just makes me think if, if this had been an ongoing thing and not just an old ancient Hawaiian form of healing, if the whole world were understanding this, that can you imagine all of the BS and the stories that are held and the grievances that, that go on for years or maybe decades or centuries or passed down through families that all would have been cleaned, cleared quickly. And then we wouldn't have all of this turmoil and wars and anger and, and what the world is. And so I, I want to backtrack a little bit. The steps that you talked about, you said the four. So let's Ho'oponopono is these four statements. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've seen them in, in different um, layouts. The way I like to read it, again, you said you can do it in any, but the way I like to read it and say it is, I'm, and I, I want to explain my understanding and please chime in if, if I'm off. So the first one is to say, I'm sorry. And that is just to say, I'm sorry to myself for forgetting who I am, that I am love. Yeah. So I'm like, sorry for that wrong thinking, or I'm sorry. So I just, I'm sorry to self. Right. And or then. involves another. Absolutely. Yes. Right. So I'm sorry. So just clearing it. There's no blame. I'm sorry. Yep. The second step is please forgive me. So it's like a cleaning the slate, clearing the score. You're starting. Please forgive me. Right. Right. Step three is thank you. Cause you have now been forgiven. Thank you. And the fourth one is, I love you. Right. Yep. And it's those four simple statements. And so I, I actually downloaded a few songs and I'll play it in the car and maybe in the sitting in the sauna, just warming up to start my day, just going through Ho'oponopono. And, and as you said, isn't it that we can be doing this for even others? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and clearing spaces and clearing energy. That It's clearing energy. Yes, clearing energy. You know, um, the reality is as we heal ourselves, right, we are healing others around us as well. Yeah. Because then our our reactions turn into responses and our responses are more from an energetic standpoint of education, of holding understanding awareness of maybe what's going on behind the scenes you know, you have somebody in traffic that day. Um, We don't know. Who knows? Maybe that woman cut us off because she's rushing to the bedside of a dear friend who is dying of cancer, right? Or rushing to um, go help her friend move, um, you know, before her friend's boyfriend comes home because it's a serious domestic violence situation. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. So, and like you said earlier, everything then becomes our responsibility. We are always 100% responsible at all times, whether it is an upset that has an origin, a source within us, or it's something outside of us, we're responsible. If, and we've talked before offline, but if it's coming into my awareness, if you bring to me a situation that um, your your um, childhood friend is going to uh, going through, and you know there it, there's a rift in in her life and in a, a relationship or a friendship on her side of things, I become responsible for that. I am responsible to respond to that situation with loving, compassion, kindness, care, and concern, right? 
And so Ho'oponopono then brings me to that place where I can say, I'm deeply sorry for what she's going through. Please forgive me for, for um, the, the, maybe it's the, you know, the judgment maybe that was going on in my head while you were sharing the upset with me about, oh my gosh, okay, really? She's pissed off about this. This is tiny, you know, or whatever it is, right? But wherever my responsibility lies in that, if it comes into my awareness, I'm responsible for it. So please forgive me for my responsibility in it. Thank you, like you said, for covering that, for bringing that to my attention so I can clean it and clear it and sending love to the situation to the individuals involved, you know, and all of that. And so as we do that, and as I was going through my certification, I literally saw this happening within relationships um, involving me and my own family, my own family of origin. And I have tremendously connected relationships with them now. And um, we don't agree on everything. My family does think that a lot of what I do is, but it's interesting to me because the way that they speak about a lot of stuff now is exactly the way that I speak about stuff. Um, And they're more accepting of everything being energy and, you know, the energy behind things and all of that. It's just, I think that they feel more comfortable when it's them saying it rather than me. Yeah. So that's okay. So I just continue to clean and clear on it. And I validate what they're saying. I agree with what they're saying, you know, and that sort of thing. And we have wonderful relationships. So that's where even, even the, like you mentioned, the generational stuff, ancestral pain, um, ancestral energy and and trauma that follows through families. Um, You know, some families have lines of people um, from their ancestors and on of individuals who have a hard time with alcohol or they have a hard time with other addictive behaviors or, you know, maybe they have explosive temperaments or, you know, whatever that is, right? this can clean and clear all of that, even from our ancestral line. It can bring everything back into alignment and connection. Well, and and an important thing we touched on is it's a ripple effect. So by me doing it and constantly cleaning and clearing my own energy, it is, you know, you might see somebody and I don't know enough about auras and I don't want to go down that route, but you literally like you just feel lighter and you're more magnetic to people because you're just releasing all this yuck 100 yes absolutely and then when people are in your presence they're changed maybe you haven't even said anything to them but they're hesitant to um speak in ways that they used to speak in your presence before and they shift how they speak they shift how they show up on and on because of your your um radiating out this energy. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So if we could sum up the idea of Ho'oponopono into a sentence or two, what would you say? What is it? And what is the benefit? Ho'oponopono is the, 
is the, the connecting point back to ourselves, back to an alignment with, with soul and with spirit <clears throat> and the understanding and awareness that we are all interconnected and taking that, accepting that full responsibility and um, infusing it with love for everyone involved. Yes. Yeah. And I think what I love most about it, it is those four simple statements. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you can say it on repeat. And even uh, I've also read and heard that you can literally just say, thank you. I love you. Yes. You can even just say one of them. Again, energy follows intention. So if it is your intention, you're infusing the statement of I love you with all of the I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you in that statement or any one of those statements, yeah. 100% you're covered. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my advice to the audience would be the next time you kind of catch yourself in maybe in anger or frustration or sadness or whatever, a negative emotion to step back and go, whoa, become aware, take responsibility and then do Ho'oponopono and see, see how it feels for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll watch your, you'll watch your own inner world change. Your inner dialogue will change and shift and that will change and shift your relationships outside of you. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from today's conversation? So to understand that we are at 100% cause and responsibility for our lives life happens for us not to us anything that any turmoil upset trauma um horrific event that you have gone through you can come out of it and thrive your life can be 180 degree change and shift and that love is the highest vibration and covers over everything. 100%. Yeah. I love that. On that note, I have to tell you real quick. Um, I know we talked about Kyle Cease just before the interview, but Kyle Cease has this new documentary out. I highly suggest go check it out, kylecease.com slash movie. But in the movie, towards this the end, this man, he was out walking in nature. I think he was going through some things and he wanted to feel grounded and, and for him, that was to be in nature. He was walking through some national park with sequoia trees. And so, um, oh, at the time, I believe there was political stuff with Trump and Hillary Clinton. And he was like, man, the world just needs more love. That thought led him to um, literally out of his own pocket, he paid to have the word love put up on a billboard in his town in Spokane, Washington. Wow. Yeah, it was like 950 bucks for that particular billboard. Anyway, so he has started this movement. He, and there's no advertisement, no hashtag, no nothing. It literally just says love. It's amazing. And, and I don't quite know how long he's been doing this, maybe a year or two or not terribly long. And there are now 60 billboards across the U.S. And actually there are some in Russia Just the word love. And can you imagine if we could just spread more love and more billboards so when you look up, you're reminded, oh, I come from love. It's love. 
Well, and isn't that amazing? You know, Mother Teresa, I think she was quoted. I'm, and it, this is a loose trend, a loose uh, quote of it, but was, um, you know, if you want to um, have an impact on the world, go home and love your family, love yourself. And and I love that story because it started with him. Spirit brought to his mind that the world just needs more love. So then love prompted him to act in love, in service of love, and look at what's unfolded. And that's really the spirit behind Ho'oponopono as well. And in all that we do, it's very basic. We just simply connect in with who and what we are. I think we said it either before you were recording or not, but we all come from that energy of love and babies come into the world doing what just loving everything that is that it's that's in their awareness and and reaching out and responding to love right and so that's where then you know when life experiences happen to us we tend to forget or we feel as though life is kind of chipped off some of those chunks of ourselves. Ho'oponopono brings all of that back together. Yes. And, you know, as we practice this, we will and are radiating out and that ripple of love flows out from us and impacts everyone around us 100%. Yes. And, and it just made me think you literally can be sitting and doing this in your car, driving, sitting on the bus, sitting at your desk, walking down the street, just saying it internally to you. Like nobody has to know you're doing it. Right. And nobody you just, oh, yes. Well, let's yeah. spread the movement more. I just, I, I can't believe I wasn't more aware of this. And so I just want, I just want to spread this to as many people as possible. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful practice go easy with yourself. Remember and understand that life is a practice, right? And it's just a constant repetition of doing. And as we continue this practice, we are going to see so many incredible shifts within our own um, lives, but also within the lives of those around us. And wonderful, um, seemingly random, you know, situations like what's connected you and I to have this conversation today is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I would like to wrap up the interview. I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Oh, shoot. I have to, I have to choose one. Um, One that's coming to mind is Mahatma Gandhi. Be the change you wish to see. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. The second one would be, what is a book you are currently reading or highly recommend? So currently reading Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I highly recommend um, A Mind at Home with Itself by Byron Katie. Mm -hmm. And Joseph in the Way of Forgiveness by her husband, Stephen Mitchell. Awesome. And final question, what advice would you give your younger self? Wow. Um, Okay, I'm getting choked up. (laughs) To never stop loving. To never stop loving. 
Love is always the answer. I love that. And you know, what has been coming up for me recently and I, I'm unsure why, but I'm going with it is Marianne Williamson's the whole of return to love. Yeah. 100% because that's where we've come from. Absolutely. And it's what we are. It's who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Raylan, thank you so much for joining me today and, and sharing this. So more people are aware. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And you guys, I hope um, and I'm excited for you to incorporate this into your daily practice as well. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content and my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.